Hey! What's going on? How you doing? Thanks for coming. Here, come on. We're having fun. Sit at the table with us to figure out good food, fitness, the easiest way to be healthy amidst the busy, busy way of life. Plus, behavior and the psychology of how we get in our own way and the things we do to finally break those patterns and everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. Get your body right, your mind firing on all pistons, and then be better equipped to conquer and thrive in all facets of the human experience with us. Including fun stuff like movies and television, cultural artifacts that bind us together and express our humanity, and anything else we might think of. The nature of existence, who knows. This is Better Health and World. I am Matt Crocomo Jr. At Matthew J. Better. Certified personal trainer, credentialed writer, and student of comedy. Gathered as usual by my good friends and fellow health enthusiasts, Joe Newbauer at Joe Knows MMA. I'm still hungover from Saturday. And Gabrielle Tambowen at Gabby underscore T. Hey, guys. You can also hear them and me on our network's other program, Better Fight Cast, for your tightest coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts for fans new and old. Get that and this on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're a current subscriber to Better Fight Cast, keep an eye out. There might be a new stream soon. In which case, you will need to resubscribe, so if it stops coming, if it's not every week like the clockwork it has been, or at least every two, every two weeks, but for the most part, every week, uh, research, as in search again for it, Better Fight Cast, because uh, it's growing up, it's moving out, it's getting its own car, it's own health insurance, if it can still afford it, and, you know, we'll see, we'll still, we'll still keep in touch, of course. Uh, today, got a couple things you could dance around. I, uh, as, uh, as we touched on last week, some uh, family stuff's going on, so my life has been turned upside down. So I'm even more in the throes of trying to balance a busy health, you know, a healthy lifestyle amidst the busy craziness of all of the responsibilities that we have in mind are like magnified right now. It's crazy. So we might get into that, and, you know, I'm moving as part of what's going on, so, and it's got me thinking about possessions and how they actually you know i didn't even mean to take it there but they end up possessing us and you end up being held hostage you just look at all this crap falling out of your walls you're just like oh, I, wish I, did. I wish i didn't have it but i don't want to get rid of any of it um and i'm also thinking a touch on how to a good healthy way to start your day and i think i'm going to do that first actually I'm not saying that I do this every day, especially since my life has been a little erratic lately, but I like to start my days like this. First thing, you know, pretty much first thing, I like to stretch, basically. You, you get, get your warm-up for the day. Now, I don't, I, as I said, you don't want to stretch on and off all day because you can't overstretch, but right out of bed, I, you know, a, a light exercise is really great even before breakfast or coffee or anything. Like if you can get up before you get a chance to feel like you, you you know the hunger starts to really set in, if you can get your adrenaline going a little bit, that I mean that that'll be that'll be good for you for that's like an investment. That will pay off for the rest of your day cuz you'll have better energy for one thing. So, to get into the nitty-gritty of the actual physical quick, you know, I'm assuming you don't have too much time. So, this is not a full workout, but you know, I've talked about it before. I like the SMR, the self myofascial release. That's the pressure on the tight muscles. I put the baseball on my calves, find the tightest part of my calves. I favor the outside of my calves because 
you know, if I do have a movement dysfunction, it's the feet turning out. Uh, and that makes the outside of the calf a little more tight than the inside of the calf. And I'm on my feet all day long at our, you know, we work in restaurants, so there. And also, I, even when I'm not working on restaurants, I feel like oh, the rest of my day, I'm still on and off my feet all day. Like, I'm just running around, just doing stuff, whether I'm in my house or out or whatever. When I guess driving the car, that might be your calves too. I don't know. Who cares? Um, so do the do the SMR, put, you know, stretch them. You can stretch for 30 seconds, you know, again, just refresh it, you hold the, hold, the, hold the stretch for 30 seconds or the pressure for 30 seconds. You can go for more like 45 to make sure you really get it because it'll cause the sensation of loosening the tight muscle. So hit the calves. If you got any other, any other frequently tight muscles, if we lean forward, some of you know, our upper back muscles, maybe. You don't want to do too much like foam rolling on those necessarily. It can get a little tricky, especially if you're trying to like bounce yourself upside down on a, on a, like a bar stool or something and you know, it'd be a dumb way to die. Uh, so the, the stretching, you know, I'd like to jump on elliptical for five or 10 minutes at least, maybe, uh, bang out some resistance training, just a few reps here or there, or some pull-ups or push-ups, even some crunches, something, some get, get, just get, get your blood going, get you your know blood what? going. This sounds like a very good idea for me. Hmm. It's good for everybody, Joe. The best thing to do is to wake up. And get straight to a workout. Right away. The other hardest part I always have so about working time. out is thinking about working out. Yeah. When I'm in a routine. Uh, you know how long yeah. I sit there during the day and think about it? And I put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off until eventually after about a week or two, I just completely put it off. Mm-hmm. And I think if I woke straight up, and here's a recommendation. I don't know if you've ever done the seven-minute workout, the app. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, it's certainly better than a zero-minute workout. Like a lot of us are getting, so. <laughs> and I tell you what, it's it's only, a, of course, a seven-minute workout, but you work like everything in your body. Mm-hmm. It might be something I should start doing tomorrow. Start with one. One yeah. seven-minute workout as soon as I wake up. Stretch, of course, a little bit first. But wake up, stretch, do the seven-minute workout, and then go get breakfast. Nice. Nice. That's a really good idea. I, I've never even thought of that. And then if you train your mind maybe to wake up in the morning and work out, and know, if there's no other way if, to work, if wake you're, up. And if you're working out, you're better likely to get a good night's sleep so you'll wake up like clockwork. And yeah, the, the, daily, the daily thing is the way to go. If you can, if you can do some, some working out every day at the same time, every day like hmm. clockwork, that's, that's every human being's best bet to make anything happen. Mm-hmm. And then I think they say the magic number is 30 days to make something a habit or something. I don't know. I think I think, you know, three weeks to make it a habit, and <laughs> three months to make it behavior, three years, and you're dead. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, get the exercise done. To, you know, if you just want to do the stretch, you know, the SMR and the cardio, fine. If you want to throw in the weights, fine. If you want to follow some of that up, you know, weights and other resistance training, just whatever you got time for, you know, a little little bit of, you know, the, I think the stretching and the cardio is, is good. You know, at least a few minutes just to get get everything going. Maybe a couple couple of sets or half sets or whatever, whatever. And you know, depending on what you want to do, you might want to end it with stretching and cardio if you haven't gone too too much. Your cool down for that little warm up, since it is pretty much just a warm up, doesn't really have to be too extensive. If you're doing a full workout, I'd recommend you know you bookend it. You know, SMR and stretching, cardio, resistance training, SMR and cardio, you know, cardio, SMR and stretching. But you don't necessarily have to end it if you're only doing like a wake up or breather seven minute thing. Then you don't really necessarily need to go into all that. Mm-hmm. So you've worked out. If you're not trying anything goofy like intermittent fasting and you want to eat some food, uh, I I don't eat too many carbs in the morning. I try to keep them more towards the middle of the day. You know. You, 
try to time them with your workouts, you know, appropriately, just so you don't, you know, you want to have some good carbs, but you don't want to have too many carbs. You don't want to have too many late at night and all that kind of thing, or too early in the morning, like that. The, the energy thing I was talking about, because the carbs will give you a sugar rush, or you know, can give you a sugar rush and a crash. So that's why I try to keep them, you know, more towards the middle of the day, concentrated activity, that kind of thing. Uh, so I hit up, you know, get through some grass-fed butter in the uh, cast iron skillet, a couple of cage-free organic eggs, some organic broccoli. I threw, I threw the broccoli in first so it gets a little bit of a head start being, you know, to cook. Uh, you know, I got a little, little pink Himalayan sea salt and some ground black, ground black pepper on everything. And I shredded, I think it was Asiago cheese this time. I usually get different, you know, when I'll, get, I'll get a different kind of like hard shreddable cheese from the grocery store. Frequently I always have one or two different things. I think the next one I got is Jarlsberg. I don't even remember what that's <laughs> like, but it sounds boss, sort of, or terrible. I don't know, pungent maybe. It's. I bet it... I bet it's not as pungent as it sounds, actually. Yeah. It sounds like it should really be pungent, like Lindberger, which I've never had either, but you see it in cartoons, and it's always got the stink lines, and it makes people fall over. Uh-oh. At least it used to. I don't even know. I haven't seen <laughs> Lindberger cheese in a cartoon in a while, but I'm an old, old man in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, so I got the brownie, I got the Lindberger cheese, and uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, some I get some, I get decent quality decaf coffee. Because I don't partake of too many vices, and that is one of them. Uh, with a little bit of whipping cream or almond milk. In my case, it was whipping cream. And it gives me good energy. It's good. Nice, dense, dense foods. Mm-hmm. A lot of nutrients, a lot of stuff between the eggs and the broccoli. And like, oh my God, dude, are you kidding me? Good to go. Thinking of all this cheese and eggs. Have you ever looked up Michael Phelps, just his breakfast? No. <laughs> and what he eats? It's shark. crazy. Shark? Digital shark. <laughs> it's just it's absolutely crazy i'm talking like three egg sandwiches loaded with cheese eggs are dope bro well the amount of eggs he oh, eats every morning has been like you, a revelation if you for me. work out if you if you go hard then eggs are good i mean i still try not to have too many but well he eats like then he eats like a five egg omelet you have to look it up to believe it it's so many eggs <laughs> i think i've heard uh charlie hunnam's king arthur diet was something like that too like they had, i remember a little graphic they're just like 16 skillets of bacon five <laughs> eggs and then five drumsticks no it feels what michael phelps eats for breakfast alone i remember i just looked this up like i saw it the other day it popped up i was just on google like front page or something so i looked at it it feels like it would feed my family of yeah. four yeah two days here we go i mean be careful with, okay let's okay. hear it let's hear it then okay. i got a, a here's disclaimer the breakdown. For this. breakfast is three fried egg sandwiches loaded with cheese lettuce tomatoes fried onions and mayonnaise Next is two cups of You said coffee. five whole sandwiches? Five three three five fried eggs. Fried three egg. fried egg sandwiches yeah. with what? With um, cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions, and mayonnaise. And then two cups of coffee, a five egg omelet, a bowl of grits. <laughs> so he has three fried egg sandwiches and then a five egg omelet. Three slices of French toast, top of powdered sugar, and three chocolate chip pancakes. Oh my God! That's a whole dozen of eggs. I think <laughs> that's a lot of there. sugar too. I mean, he's burning off. I guess if he's okay, well, this will lead right into my. Dis- that's breakfast. That's cool. And he's working like a dog, for one yeah. thing. Well, and for two, is like the best workout you can. I mean, get. it's the best workout, but I'm still gonna say that even though Michael Phelps today might be super healthy, but if you, I think if you keep doing all that, I mean, you're. I don't know if that's gonna really be. 
good for a long healthy life necessarily you might be using you might be wearing out your organs and your body with all that you talk about runners i mean i was talking to one of our regulars tonight who used to play semi-pro football and he would go hard and he would work out hard but you know late, he, he, i think he was actually talking about running and he used to love running and he would even run on the trails he wouldn't even necessarily run on concrete as much i guess he did it a fair amount because back in the day they probably didn't care about it as much and then they're wearing like Chuck Taylors, God, can you imagine those were the running shoes back in the day? So anyway, so he and he says, you know, his knees are, his knees are beat from all that running. Like he was in great mm-hmm. shape, and now his knees are beat. And I wonder if you know Michael Phelps having all this protein and going through all his systems like over and over again, and he needs it for his activity and everything. But if you keep that up for years and years and years and years and years, I wonder what 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 does that person look like when they're fifty eight. You know, are they still in great shape or are they worn down? So I just thought that was kind of a crazy blend. That's nuts. Yeah. Good for him. uh, I would trade spots with him. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, lunch. I didn't even look at lunch and dinner yet. Okay, so for lunch, he has a pound of enriched pasta, two large ham and cheese sandwiches slathered slathered with mayo on white bread, and then capping off the meal by chugging about a thousand calories worth of energy drinks. For dinner, he. Let's see. Energy drinks? For, for dinner, he has a pound of Energy pasta. Energy drink can mean a lot of things. And yeah, that's and but so far, so far, it sounds like it could just be like Red Bull compared with everything else that he's <laughs> eating. I mean, I'm not... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise you, right? No. He just has like three cans of Monster sitting he's there. He's like, right I don't care, man. I just, I'm just, right, let's, hear, let's hear the rest of the thing, and I'll try to withhold my commentary. <laughs> for dinner, he eats uh, a pound of pasta and an entire pizza and washes it all down with another thousand calories worth of energy. Wait, what was dinner again? And before that, what's this website? So this is off the feast. Bravo it's a Bravo. TV. Okay. Bravo, okay. Yeah. So um, pound of pasta, an entire pizza, and then he washes it all down with thousand calories worth of energy drinks. Again. At night. At night. I wonder if these energy drinks are like vegetable smoothie shakes, like I eat every day. It's a thousand calories though. Or is it just, I mean, does he eat any vegetables other than the lettuce and tomato on his 11 Friday sandwiches? That bring the calories, because if you put just vegetables in there, dude, you'd have to put like 18 pounds of broccoli in there to make it, you know, a thousand calories. Where are the vegetables? That's what I want to know. They've got to be in the energy drinks. I want to know what this energy drink is, but that's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. That's a nuts amount of food. It sounds like Michael Phelps is going to (laughs) die. This article. Yeah, your reading. face while she was reading off everything was just an utter disbelief <laughs> shock. It looked like you were about to get mad. I mean, I'm a little bit mad. Like that's not a, like they, that's a. I think that's a bad example. I think that article should be taken down. That's not right. Well, you most- can't have people thinking they can go eat 15 eggs a day, Michael Phelps. You jerk. They do a couple laps in their pool that's that's an above ground pool out in their backyard, and then they come in and think they can eat a whole pizza in a submarine. And be okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I and I mean, agree. he's got to have genetics helping him too. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care how much you swim. If you're eating all that, oh my God. Well, this whole article That's focuses not good. on um, other um, Olympic, you know, athletes. And uh, so he's the only one, as far as I'm seeing, is like the only one that really indulges, like, it seems like all the time. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, as far as like Gavin I mean, Gab- swimming Gab- is nuts. Oh, who I mean, knows? I've heard The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, could eat like a whole 12, 12 donuts every Sunday. But that's his cheat day. Yeah, well, that's what, like, Ryan Lochte, you know, someone else that's 
always been like a situation. Yeah, he was the he Even was the, he was the number two swimmer. Yeah. Wasn't he the one who lied about getting robbed yeah. in South America yep. or something? Rio. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. But um, <laughs> he says he usually eats about um, eight thousand calories a day, but it's pr- it's for the most part pretty healthy. He doesn't in detail what he eats, but he says. He does every Friday since he was nine years old. He has a binge tradition where he has pizza, chicken wings, and Mountain Dew. Good I mean, if it's one day a week and yeah. you're diligent, but he dude, said most of the good. time. But he that's his healthy. cheat meal one day but a week. That was, that was Michael Phelps' training <laughs> regimen. Yeah. That was that's, dinner God. every day. That, that's oh, what he ate at seven o'clock every so day. Much that's crazy. That's so much. I don't stuff. know about that. I don't buy it. I blame his genetics. Good I mean, 8,000 calories is a lot, but you work it. I mean, swimming, I would imagine you work everything off, obviously, because those guys are in fantastic shape. But, I mean, I still think that stuff's still got to have, like, a hit on his cholesterol or something. I, right? I want to see his blood tests Usain or his Bolt long-term. Usain another uh, big name, and uh, he his favorite thing to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is McDonald's chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can burn off. You don't get you know, just because you're not getting fat from it. I don't think that means you're not immune to its ill effects on you. Yeah, health. I think like, it's far well, I remember like um, your... who was it? Chad Johnson. I refuse to call him Chad Ocho <laughs> former stud wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Actually, probably the best touchdown dancer there ever was. As far as using props yeah, and whatever, maybe. when he scored a touchdown, maybe. that I mean, our own Jacoby Jones was getting him a little run for his money, but yeah. he didn't run enough touchdowns in to really even get in that conversation. Chad Johnson was giving you entertaining stuff <laughs> week after week after week, and I, I heard they're his... bringing that back, right? The touchdown celebration? Yeah, they eased up on the rules. Okay, good. That's good. That was, yeah, it was stupid. I don't know why they stupid. Did that. What are you guys doing? You guys in the boardroom? No, you're out there on the gridiron. Like, Those are my got favorite things to watch. and blood. Yeah, Ridiculous. But anyway, I remember when Chad Ochocinco, who I used to watch Hard Knocks, when he used to eat McDonald's a lot. He loved McDonald's. But then he completely took all the fast food out of his diet. And he mm-hmm. said he felt better than ever. Yeah, Even as a top-level athlete. I mean, this is when he was like in his prime. He was a stallion on the field. Yeah, I mean, I think when you are working out that much, like, you know, someone like Michael Phelps, like, I think you do need to put, like, you know, some sugar back in, to, you know, because the refill, yeah, but not that much. Yeah, but that seems... Not that much. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, like he's bragging. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I guess if it's his genetics, then maybe the genetics aren't hurting his cholesterol and all that stuff, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But even if I was going hard like that, I can't imagine I'd just be like, yeah, whole pizza. This is <laughs> this is going to be fine. There's going to be no problem with this. Like, that that can't be. I wish I could eat a whole pizza. That can't be. <laughs> I think I was for the breakfast routine and, uh, you know, beating up on celebrities. That sounds it's always a good time. It's always a Yay. good time. Um, you guys got anything to say about it? We've touched on it a little bit, but... How, how how are you able to not hold on to things that you think might be useful? How is your house clean? Like, how do you not... We hide everything in the back. Well, right now, well, that was stuff that we adopted, though. We did have it perfect, but it was, it's a long story how we adopted a bunch of things that we now got to go through and get rid of, sell, or find a place for it. And it's only one room of the house. Actually, we are in much better condition. You know how we did it? I came up with a rule. If I haven't touched it in a year, if it's you know, not I'm not talking about a picture in the wall. I'm not talking about something that sits in the corner. That's funny if you were. Sorry, mom, you gotta go. But if there's stuff you're holding on to because you think you can eventually use it, or you think you can sell it, 
or you think whatever, you just don't want to let go. If you have had it in your house and it's tucked away somewhere, whether it's a closet, under the bed, in a basement, in a back room, in a side compartment of your house, it doesn't matter. Trunk of your car. Mm. If you haven't touched it in a year, get rid of it. Yeah. At all means necessary. Even if that means giving it to somebody that can use it, throwing it away, or donating it. I think if you hang on to these things, you hang on to more of these things, they really do uh, – your uh, your physical space is I believe a definite reflection of what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. And if you have a lot of junk and a lot of clutter, then your brain has probably got a lot of junk and a lot of clutter. Yeah. That and makes if, sense for and, me. And, and like all this stuff. <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, I feel it. Like I'm trying to go through my stuff and just like, I'm just like, I don't feel like it. God, why did I let all this pile up? What am I going to, I don't, I don't feel like going through this God, stuff. It just doesn't you, seem. At first you start really going through stuff. You're like, okay, this goes in this box, this goes in this box. By the end, I'm throwing everything. I'm like, miscellaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Like ten boxes. I mean, my plan, and I've been, I've done this before, is just have one box, one box or bag where stuff that's going to get donated, and then one for, you know, trash, and one for recycling, and just have, just, just start, just be like, just hit, keep going down the hit list. Just this, boom, this mm-hmm. gone. Get a truck. Boom, just gone. You know what benefits me? I don't know how far away you are from any type of dumps or donation center. I mean, donation centers. Yeah, I'm just going to leave everything in the alley behind my house. I don't care. <laughs> Scroll. But or you can do that. Throw it away. Let the trash bin pick it up. No, the actually, biggest thing is, I live like three minutes from the yeah, yeah, right road. There. So, biggest thing, put get a truck for the day, borrow a friend's, get a family member to come over, get somebody to come over that has a pickup truck, just start loading it up and get it out. Hmm. It's the best thing to do. Well, I've actually got people that live there and are taking over the place that I'm moving out of. And if I have anything that needs to be taken to the dump, I can just be like, here, guy, here, here you go, because otherwise I'm just leaving it here and it's going to be your problem anyway. So I've got, I, don't, I don't have to worry about that. And uh, they're going to help me use said truck to move also. So I got all that. It's, so it's just, it's really just the, the mental side of picking the things up. And as far as the physical goes, it's me physically putting it in containers or bags yeah. or what have you. And it's just, uh, I've been there, I've been living there for 10 years. And I got, and it's just there's going through those back corners, man. Just stuff that just has just lingered. Just, really don't realize just, how much you, you have look at them and until you, start you just realize you're stupid. Like I am dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this has been here forever. I'm it's still causing this conflict in me because I don't want to get rid of it. Am I am I gonna? It's like a, one of the things is like a couple of little like corner shelves that you could just mm-hmm. nail to the wall and hang up. Like I'm thinking, maybe I'll put those up in my new room where I'm moving, or maybe not. Or maybe I'm just going to cry because <laughs> I don't want to think about it anymore. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about the, you know, I got, I inherited an, uh, a guitar from my uncle. I don't know how to play the guitar, but I like having a guitar. Uh, I know a few chords. Uh, it could be used for some recording purposes and once we get into editing, so it could be something well, that's Well, then you got to use for it. And I don't want to get rid of my uncle's guitar because yeah, I like I mean, having a guitar. It's fun. It's not, but, none of the stuff I'm talking about is sentimental. on the same note... What am I gonna do with the guitar? Like, where am I gonna put it? I'm, actually, uh, I'm tempted to just hang some, just put some nails in the wall and just hang it on the nails. That'll probably ruin the guitar. Just grab a sharpie and sign it Johnny Cash <laughs> and tell everybody it's a Johnny Cash signed guitar. Yeah. Everybody that comes over there to see your room, like that is a Johnny Cash signed guitar, by the way. <laughs> I bet you they'll believe it. <laughs> this, guitar, this guitar does not like it. I mean, it's, I'm just trying to up its value. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. 
We'll see. I, I like using it as a drum. You can get all kinds yeah. of crazy noise. Well, if you plan on guitar. using it and you know you're yeah, going to use it. Yeah, I put it somewhere. I mean, the guitar, the guitar is something that's definitely, without question, going to be put somewhere. Look, everybody's going to have a few items that they just can't get rid of. And mostly, definitely if it's a sentimental item. I have stupid little things. I'm not even going to say on air right now that I just mm. can't get rid of. Mm. And I've never tried to sell them or anything. It's just like, I don't want to get rid of these. Yeah. So... It's okay to have one place in your house that is either a junk drawer, a junk closet. It's underneath the steps or in the attic. Just be it's careful, because okay. a lot of times you can those junk things can multiply. Well, when you have that designated room, which is usually a decent sized room where you have that type of stuff sitting, mm-hmm. where you break out once in a blue moon, when it starts becoming more than that room or that area or that place where you have it mm. that's when you know you have a problem when it's starting to come out in your living room when it's starting to come out in your kitchen and your you know other parts of you know your bedroom and it starts and, blobbing out yes that's when you know okay you know what stuff has got to go mm. there's no point there really mm. is no point if you simplify your life it'll be much easier yeah. for you just like you know to quote the great tyler durden <laughs> well, i guess i don't remember the exact quote but you know our possessions end up owning us or something it's deep bro it's deep. yeah so get rid of your junk and don't buy new junk oh, speaking of possessions owning us there were were you there today at work when they were talking about expensive pens yes five hundred dollar pens i told you my pens. idea if i have a thousand dollars if anybody spent a thousand dollars it better say f you on it <laughs> Better be made of gold and write in gold. I said it better <laughs> S gold. <laughs> it better crap out gold. That's exactly what I said about the five hundred dollar, thousand dollar pen. Write on your That's, paper and turn I don't think gold. a five hundred dollar pen should exist. I mean, if it's only a pen, it should. I. Why no. would you need a pen? It's that bragging, much money and and you know what we watched, and you know what actually this pen. I mean, it's up, it's like uh, Conor McGregor's Fernline Bugatti, or and that's whatever. exactly where it's I was getting was that pen brought up to like what we watched, that spectacle we all watched. I think everybody watched, mm. even on a health podcast. I can talk about this on Saturday night, the Mayweather McGregor boxing mm. co- contest on Showtime. Yeah, they were wearing stuff that was so much money, and it's just clothes. And here's the other problem I had with it: it looks so stupid. I know. I couldn't it believe it was worth that amount of money. A lot of it does. I just couldn't. Yeah, and I mean, th- when you start doing stuff like that, there when you're should buying- be nice stuff, but I think the, I think there need I think a line there there needs to be like a line or something. Yeah. I think sometimes it's just too much. Like, it's it sometimes just, just so it's sad, just, like how much money goes to just yeah. stuff like that. Like, well, I mean, when you're buying a thousand dollar pens, that means you're just bragging. There's no other reason you need to look. This pen I have in my hand right now costs thirteen cents because mm-hmm. it came in a pack of like ten. And I'm excited when I find those in the store. Yes. Talk, that's a quality big there. It's none okay. of that crystal garbage. It those crystal just those, as good. Those crystal pens aren't aren't even worth the 13 cents though. Those I could junk. sign anything with this pen in the world, no matter what it is, whatever I'm signing. It could be a 100 million dollar check. It could be a welfare check. It could be anything. You know, the deeds, my will, whatever, and it will do I the same thing. I think living the dream would be able to sign both of those checks. That a $1,000 pen will do. That That is just ridiculous. If you have a $1,000 pen and you're showing it all, you're just bragging about how much money you have. And that makes me sick. When you wear yeah. clothes like that, you're just bragging about how much money you have. It's like, I'm going to buy wear this $10,000 jacket and then never wear it again after today and just pretty much throw it away. Yeah. yeah. It's it's ridiculous and it makes me sick cuz that $10,000 like waste of resources. 
could go to such more useful mm-hmm. things like exactly. Hurricane Harvey right now in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just to me the world is silly. The hurricane that whole event needs support. with fashion just it was ridiculous to me mm-hmm. when people spend that much money on stuff that doesn't matter in your everyday life. Yeah. Oh well, speaking of everyday lives, I mentioned how mine has gotten busy, 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 mm-hmm. but uh, still managing to keep the juggling act up. Some stuff did kind of get pushed to the back burner a bit, and some of it's still sort of there. And the trick is to recognize what needs to be done and what should be done and how much you can push yourself and not stress yourself and burn yourself out and to not beat yourself up when you're not doing everything that you had wanted. And I am striking a pretty decent balance. Honestly, I think I could be accomplishing a bit more and I am letting it overwhelm me a little bit to the point where I'm not as productive as I could be but still pretty damn productive and still got so many damn balls in the air but uh I don't know my biggest thing with juggling is like mental health lately stress oh yeah yeah having a lot to do definitely stresses yeah. me out definitely stresses me out like thinking about all that I like today I had to go to one family member's house to work out some paperwork with some insurance companies. And I had also booked my son's dentist appointment today. And I had got it set up where somebody else was going to be able to take them, but then they were worried about like payment and stuff. And yes, yesterday I was stressing about it. And it, it, it definitely distract, I let it distract me while, I mean, I shouldn't have worried about it because I do like, I, you know, I, I'm usually pretty good with stuff like that. I can kind of almost compartmentalize it to a point, just a little bit. And like, I, I, one thing I have learned is a lot of times solutions present themselves, things work themselves out, whether it's your own brain just kind of being able to let the gears turn without thinking about it too much is why you got other stuff going on and i ended up you know it stressed me out i ended up i mean nothing really like bad happened or anything but i got you know i got irritated and stressed when i didn't need to be yeah i do that yeah but you know we work with the public so it's very Mm -hmm. it can be very easy if you're not on your game if you don't if you're you know if you're tired that kind of thing to let these things get to you and i let my stress about what all i had to do today get to me and by the end of the night, I, you know, just, I'd thought of a solution, uh, you know, I had taken care of everything I'd managed to do everything I did today. And I was like, oh yeah, of course, this is just what I'll do. Of course, that's fine. Like I, I got it. Like it's no problem at all. Um, so yeah, just don't just, we force ourselves to be stressed out. Like we do it to ourselves and you mm-hmm. just have to not. And stress is a killer. It causes so many physical problems. So, oh so my goodness! Physical problems is no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday I was so stressed out, I was getting knots in my stomach. Yeah, to where it felt like it was literally turning on the inside, mm-hmm. and it wasn't due to anything I ate. It was all because of stress. Yeah, that you put on yourself, and and I really think stress, anxiety, all of those things combined can do more harm in your body than a lot of the toxic stuff you can put in your body. Yeah, yeah, or it's crazy. definitely comparable. Yeah. I've had symptoms from being so stressed out sometimes that are just, I mean, physically, you know, I might get a little fat from eating bad stuff or drinking too much sugar, and, and I know that's not healthy in its own right, but you can fix that. Sometimes stress, you can have long-term effects that don't go away overnight. I mean, I got people that I'm very close to. Um, I know I know people that, that, you, that you, they're always... 
fretting. Like you can tell because they're always like picking at their fingers. And I pick up. Mm. I, I actually do it a little bit too. I mean, I'm a little bit guilty, but I'm like, you know, right now I don't have any shredded cuticles or anything. My nails aren't all aren't all jagged. I used to have a real problem with it when I was younger. I bite my fingernails. I'll be. I'll I mean, be when I when very I when we're you know when we're in. When we're at work and I'm just I'm holding a notepad in front of a customer who's just like who is not making up their mind and you know your fingers will start wandering you won't even realize it. Sometimes. Oh no, I do it start, all the time. I'm tapping, picking up. Well, I'll start like just like picking at my cuticles on the other hand. Mm-hmm. I'm gross like that. Not as much anymore, but every once in a while I'll still catch myself. Because really, you're losing your patience on the inside. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, losing That's the patience and just antsy. You know, I, I used to theorize that when we pick up, pick at our nails and our cuticles, we're just trying to rip all our skin back to expose, you know, the inner child because we're just trying to run around and play and whatever. We don't want to do all this crap. Um, I'm always smiling like at my tables, and then they start like doing something like they're just like taking so long to order, and I'm just like, it's so hard because I'm like, and then I'm trying to figure out whether it's still like deciding or doing something. I save my smiles. It's kind of like a lull, and I'm kind of yeah, I save my smiles too. I'm like, you. I'm kind of like looking around. I smile at least a few times with customer service, but I also give them a very serious (laughs) look. I smile when I'm when I first meet everybody. I'll be smiling, but I won't be smiling the whole time. I'll just. I'll try and be normal. Pretty sure I do it. <laughs> I mean, your normal Absolutely. is kind of smiling, so for yeah. you, that is almost your default. Just sometimes it's like uh, I start to feel myself being like not smiling because I'm just like, come on. But then I'm like, okay. Well, we I, got a few more years right on you in the industry, so <laughs> your smile will fade naturally. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> but uh, saving the smiles can be good because they can be very effective, and it's not. I mean, I can I can see how it could be something that a person could calculate. I just mine's a, you know I like to think a little more natural. I don't try to like play mind games with people necessarily. But sometimes, like if I'm stressed out, like we were talking about earlier, and I might slip up and be a little curt with somebody, and you know, or whatever. If you come back after the next time and you're smiley and friendly like it didn't happen, it can be even more effective than if you're just like, hey, how's it going, everybody? I want a drink. Oh my God, there they are. I'm going to die. I think we're good there. We got any pop culture for this week? We want to move into you know we've 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 uh, we've approached the physical aspects of being human. We've talked a little bit about our own behavior. We're moving up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We've taken care of the base primal survival needs. We've gone a little bit past that, so we can go up a little bit higher up the hierarchy and cultural pursuits of the human human animal. Anything? Anything? Uh, pop culture anybody? this week, I have to say, is I'm still amazed, and we're going to cover it a lot on our oh, yeah, May know, Mac. other Money Mac. On the better fight. Get the dog a bone. Lots of bones. 300 million bones, maybe. I I think I'm still in awe and amazed, and I'm still not off the high of that event and what it did and how much people were brought together. And I haven't seen a person anywhere, anywhere I've went in Mm. any aspect of life that hasn't been talking about it. Yeah, I mean, we want to, you know, one of the things that's great about things like you know movies and television and stuff. Kind of what I what I I kind of touch on is that. The, the the a lot of this stuff is so nichified and so mm-hmm. you know factioned off. The when there's something like this that does bind the populace together, it's a very special phenomenon. Uh, I mean, is it, it just uh, me, or could you compare that event to like Super Bowl? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It oh, felt like a yeah. Super Bowl, right? Oh yeah! Oh, everybody yeah. was everybody was watching it. Everyone was talking about it. I mean, I think when I was at work yesterday, 
every single one of my tables at some point during their meal was talking about the fight. I walked up and heard them talk about, spectacle. you know, what they their thoughts and everything, mm-hmm. and reaction to everything. So. And everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody so invested in combat sports. Everybody so invested in combat sports before. I just hope that, and I think it will, bring more viewers to, you know, the MMA world. Mm. You don't think it will? Hard will? to say. Didn't do that. Maybe no. to Connor, but not the MMA world in general. Well, I mean, it might follow him to his next MMA fight. To Connor. So. Yeah, I yeah, agree and then, to Connor. And then it could. The MMA world, I mean, we're waiting to see. I mean, I mean it still say. could. That's that's exactly. I'm, box. Saying, it's very I'm possible. saying I hope it does. It's very possible. I think it'll bring the hardcores just running back quicker. And they haven't left and went anywhere either. I think I think people decided on that night as far as that genre goes, who were the boxing fans and who were the mixed martial arts fans because there was definitely a side of both. Yeah. And you were either on one or the other. And there wasn't a lot in between. There really wasn't. There's people that stay updated on one, but yeah. you kind of pick your poison. And you were making your case for whatever combat sports and form of entertainment you like that night i heard it all yeah all right well we'll probably get much more into may mac money mac knickknack patty whack get it all going uh and better fight cast uh there is one very important cultural phenomenon that i need to at least touch on i will again be spoiler free because you guys are not up to date but season seven of game of thrones is over yeah it's over and And without getting so we might have another year and a half before the before season eight. Oh no! I know. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> How it's was just... the finale episode? Uh, dude, bro, dude. <laughs> uh, oh my god, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, there was one part where you're like, ooh. Well, at least I was like, ooh. But a lot of people aren't like, ooh. But I don't know, we live in a weird world. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's fine. Game of Thrones is already crossed a lot of lines and it's pushed the envelope and all this and all that yeah but this 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 see this season finale pretty much there there was like there, there was the one upar which wasn't even necessarily uh bad to the quality of the plot like it was yeah. something that's not i'm okay with it happening even though it's a like, uh, but then there was another another like little thing like part of one character one character had uh, some some serious redemption going on in this episode and that was cool, but there was one scene with that character kind of near the end of that like redemption arc where he's not so much of a like there was something just oh, it was just kind of stupid like the, he like there was there was a fist fight and it was just it just it was just dumb it was dumb it seemed very beneath the writing even mm-hmm. like there in this whole season this whole series this whole season has gotten a lot of flack from people because this is the first i don't know if this is the first but like the, the the executive producers really had to fill in most of the story for this like yeah. they're like writing it like they got a couple of mm-hmm. uh, you know as i've heard like plot points from the the author george r r martin the, mm-hmm. you know the, the producers in question are db weiss and david benwoff i don't know if that's how you pronounce the dude's name well this one podcast uh Bald, I think baldmove.com is what they're called. They call them the double D's. I think that's pretty funny. The <laughs> double D's. Um, but uh, so, other than that, though, just phenomenal. Like, we got all kinds of just, just all kinds of characters coming together. Some characters that have never met each other. A lot of characters that haven't seen each other for a couple seasons. And you just, you want to see those. You want, it's like, oh, is that person going to run to that person and they're going to talk? And then they do talk and it totally lives up to what you hope those those interactions would be. Mm-hmm. And it's it was awesome. And the, the, and there were, there was indications that this season would end a certain way in a certain way. 
and I kind of had a feeling it would end a different way. And in a way, the way that I thought it would end should have been totally obvious anyway. But once it once it did end that way, I was like, oh, this is so good. Oh, my God. Oh, this is what I, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy this is what's happening right now. Um, the people in the television series, those characters, are not so happy, but I am. This is dope. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, spoiler-free, spoiler-free review of the season seven finale, Game of Thrones. Everybody, you're welcome. But remember, I warned you. Ooh. All right. Thank you so much for coming to our table. We love it when you stop by and help us figure stuff out. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Share, retweet, like, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, where you can also find Better Fight Cast for. Our super tight coverage of UFC, Bellator, and all things mixed martial arts for fans new and old. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe Knows MMA. Gabriel Tambouin at Gabby underscore T. And me at Crocomo Jr. Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.